0: Season one is over. We tackled Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, and Death himself. We have survived. A new year has come. Season two of Beauty and the Geist podcast
1: has begun. Hey folks, uh, welcome back to the Beauty and the Geist podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. I am, uh... De Geest of De Geest, along with the beauty.
0: I guess I bring the beauty to the Beauty and De Geest podcast. So, you shooter Compared to me, you have long, luscious hair. Uh, yeah that that's true. But then again, everybody does compared to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I had to. Since I had to use a brush or a comb or shampoo. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, mine is only on on the on the sides and the back because most of mine's got on the top as well, and I'm I'm very much thinking that that very
1: soon I'm going to be adopting your look. <laughs> it's convenient in a lot of ways. It's uh, like I said, I haven't bought shampoo forever. You don't have to worry about uh, I don't know. <laughs> I shave it a few times a week, and then that's all I think about it.
0: You use a hand razor, or do you have one of the actually like head clipper things
1: i've gone back and forth i i prefer the hand razor it's a little more work but it's uh i don't know just cleaner shave a little, little more uh a little neater yeah and uh well folks as you know we're watching halloween three this week season of the witch uh, you did warn me that this would have nothing to do with Michael Myers. It was intended to be just like, a, I guess, a series of Halloween-themed horror movies. Yep. It, uh, it's quite evident. Quite evident in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the
0: first two took place in Haddonfield, Illinois, and this one was uh, mainly in Santa Mira, California.
1: Yeah. So let's uh, let's plunge into this like a... Butcher knife that was not used to stab anybody in this film. Uh, This one, what? Let's see. It starts off weird. (laughs) It starts off quite weird. There is a apparently uh, uh, an intentionally set trap where a guy knows he's being pursued. Um, He's like in a dark alley. Some dude in a suit comes at him, like uh, starts choking him out on the ground. Where at that point, the dude on the ground, he's got like a rope or chain attached to a block that is uh, preventing a tire from rolling away. He yanks that out, so the the car then rolls down, crushing the man who's choking him in between that car and another car.
0: (laughs) Yes, he's got some chocked tires there and uh, is, yeah, freeze the... Pulls out the the cinder block that was chalking the tire, so the the gigantic boat of an early eighties, late seventies, early eighties car that it was holding up squishes uh, a, a yes a guy in a suit that looked like a cross between Topher Grace and Adam Scott.
1: Yeah, it's a good description. Yeah, between
0: between the two cars, allowing the old guy to get
1: away. Yeah, and, he wriggles away un, from, from underneath and, uh, and escapes.
0: <laughs> and he runs to a gas station where, uh, well, I guess he, he he runs away. They cut to the next scene where there's a guy in a gas station. He hears clamoring outside. He goes to look around. Eventually, the old guy that just escaped from Topher Scott, as I wrote down in my notes there, Uh <laughs> Runs into him and says, You know, oh, hey, we gotta, you know, you gotta help me, you gotta do something about this. And so they call an ambulance. And of course, what was going on outside that you knew had to happen, since it's a horror movie? Thunderstorm? It was in a thunderstorm. Yeah.
1: Right off the bat, they get it out of the way, almost like it's a check mark, like, Got it, check. Yep. Thunderstorm. Yeah. Yeah, they take that guy to the hospital. Um, they have they have this scene, I have to say it now, they have this scene interspersed throughout the entire movie of uh, a commercial, apparently the only commercial that runs 24 hours a day on every <laughs> channel nationwide for uh, silver shamrock Halloween masks. And it's just like, three more days to Halloween.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's it's probably intended to be this, because it's so annoying, but it's purchased a, a perfect parody of, like, uh, cartoons targeting children.
0: Oh, absolutely, yes.
1: <laughs> and it it works perfectly, because every kid in the country wants a silver shamrock mask.
0: They only they, make three masks, but they are the best masks.
1: Yeah, they make the best masks. Like dad, even at one point, brings home other masks, and his kids are disappointed because it's like uh, getting an Atari, and you wanted a Nintendo. <laughs> dad, mom already got us good masks.
0: Yep, you can tell that 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 the the doctor is is second fiddle to to mom. So he's 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 a day late and a dollar short on everything there.
1: And you find out why shortly. He's a pretty poor dad and father. (laughs) (laughs) As we'll get to in a bit. (laughs) But yes, uh, as
0: he he gets there, he's talking with his kids. His kids, of course, are sitting right in front of the TV watching this awfully sounding, you know, this terrible sounding commercial. Um, I mean, if if you want a if you want a uh, modern day comparison to what it would be it would be like hearing nothing but the cars for kids commercials all the time
1: yeah on repeat on every channel or like the uh the Barney theme song or something
0: i mean this was like 1982 this movie came out in so there were only a few channels at that point though too so it's it's yeah. not like that big of a stretch that they were all Showing the same, I mean, they were all showing the same commercial at the same time. Yeah, that's terrible. But the fact that they would all, you know, market the, these masks, which are supposedly the best masks out there,
1: yeah, if we, if we should have interviewed our uh, mask maker friend to see what he thought of the quality of a silver shamrock, i
0: I don't know that he has uh, actually seen this movie or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could very well be wrong, but I know he's not the biggest fan of the Halloween series.
1: They didn't look great to me. They was I don't even remember the, the one like the pumpkin was the one that got used the most. That's the I guess most popular silver shamrock mask.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably the easiest one to mass produce
1: as well. Yeah. But, uh, back to uh Dude in the hospital. Yep, he gets he gets a page, calls they to,
0: you know, to tell him he needs to come down for an emergency situation. Uh, so he, he heads back. He pretty much says, you know, hey, I got to go. And his ex-wife is a gigantic uh, pain in the ass and, and is bitching at him about how he needs to be there for the kids. And he needs to not take work so seriously. And, and he needs to be back in time. You know, he needs to be back because when, when he gets this phone call, it's eight days to Halloween. So, um, cause they, they kept, uh, every day the commercial would change to tell you how many days there was till Halloween. So they, they, you know, like they knew it was eight days of Halloween. So he had a, he had a week and a day to make it back. And his ex-wife is already bitching at him about not being able to take the kids trick or treating.
1: <laughs> yeah. They don't seem to, uh, they seem to bicker quite a bit every time he's on the phone with her. Every time he's on the phone, like, yeah, I'll, whatever no, I can't do it. I'm busy. I'll, I'll, I'll make it up to him. Bye. <laughs> like every single phone call.
0: So he goes to the hospital uh, to where I believe. Uh, well, he's he's checking in on the patient, um, which is uh, Ellie. It's Ellie's father. Harry yeah. Harry Grimbridge. So I was looking for the, the character list there to find it. So, yeah, Harry Grimbridge is, is her father. He's the one who's been hospitalized by... Uh, he was the one that was attacked by uh, Topher Scott and uh, is in the hospital there. They get him a room, uh, and he's there as they after they pretty much check him out there he's walking down the hall with the nurse with his arm around the nurse and she's saying oh you know oh you can take a nap in the doctor's lounge there's cookies in the fridge there's milk in the fridge and he's like oh maybe i should have married you instead and gives her an old good game
1: yeah yeah (laughs) gooses her (laughs) goes for two (laughs) whatever whatever euphemism euphemism you want yeah this is the guy who's uh uh, not getting along with his wife Just goosing a nurse The doctor, too
0: <laughs> Yeah, and she just kind of laughs it off And they kind of split their directions You know, he she keeps going straight down the hall He walks into the doctor's lounge Where he's gonna go Take a nap And uh, At this point Topher Scott comes back Goes into the room with Harry And uh Kills him by snapping his nose.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a weird move. Like, first it looks like he's maybe gouging his eyes out, but then he does. He shifts, and yeah, he's like shoving his eye so- his fingers in his eye sockets a little bit, but then like squeezes to crush his nose, and then he's dead. <laughs> I, and, and I thought,
0: when I first saw it, I thought he was just like going to pinch his nose so he couldn't breathe, you know, and basically smother him. Yeah. No, but it took like three seconds for him to die.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and maybe it's some like uh, ancient Tibetan pressure point move, like uh, like Spock would do. Yeah, it was a weird way to kill somebody. But then he had blood
0: all over his hands, and the nurse comes back as he's uh, wiping his hands, the blood off his hands on one of the curtains. There, the curtains that go between the rooms. So she starts screaming. Doctor runs back. Um, you know, she's like, Oh, he killed him, he killed him, and the doctor goes to try to find the guy who killed Harry, goes outside, just watches him pour gasoline on himself and light himself on fire.
1: Yeah, just burns up uh it's a pretty good fire, too. He's just sitting in the car, the whole thing ignites, roasts himself alive. And uh Ellie, Ellie the daughter shows up at the hospital to uh is it the hospital or is it the the morgue i forget to do a id on the body i think it was the morgue it might have been the morgue i uh (laughs) i didn't take that good of notes this time but yeah she she ids her dad um i don't know doctor uh what's the doctor's name i forget already chalice yeah dr chalice Dr. Chalice is kind of there to come. No, he's not there at the time, is he? They meet up later at the bar. Like, uh, Ellie eventually goes, Ellie goes to the hospital, gets tipped off by the nursing staff that uh, Dr. Chalice is at the bar uh, getting drunk. And she's just like, yeah, all the nurses said you would be at the bar and they were right. So this is this is this is is clearly a drunk, unhappy husband slash father who gooses nurses on the job and then uh, drinks his sorrows away while neglecting his children. But uh, luckily, Ellie's young and attractive, so Dr. Chalice is like, okay, let's you and I go to... Uh, we're going to take- go to a, a Irish mask family in Cal- a factory in California to investigate this.
0: <laughs> let's take a road trip.
1: Yeah, road trip with this complete stranger. But they're like, you know, they're like, he's just like, ah, this is suspicious. And I hate my wife. So (laughs) let's go, Ellie. I don't care how mad she gets. I'm going. And this, this also seems to work right into his plan because they want to investigate this mask factory because that's where uh, Ellie's father was like last working there or something.
0: He was, he had a, he had a mask store in the town, in the town where he was killed but that was where he got his last shipment from. Was
1: from? Uh, that's what it was.
0: from From the the Irish mask place in Santa Mira. Was it Silver Springs or something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they they go to investigate this factory. So uh, silver,
0: silver shamrock, silver shamrock. That's what it is. Sorry to
1: interrupt you there. That's all right. And Dan Danielle Chalice. This plays right into his hands. Because they go and they're like, uh, hey, Ellie, you know what will be a good cover story is if we're a married couple just uh, checking on some product.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they they go, they drive to the town and, and everybody recognizes a car that is not from around there. So as they're driving through like downtown Santa Mira, they just feel ev- people staring at them. So he's like, oh, let's just go to the gas station and see if we can get any information there. And let's, yeah, that we can rent a, a room at the motel to, so we can have a plate, you know, and we'll, and we'll check out the fact, because she wants immediately to go to the factory. And he's just like, oh, let's play it cool and see what, uh, what we can find out before we try to go, you know, in, infiltrate the, the mask factory. So he's like, let's, let's check out the gas station Let's rent a hotel room so that way we can have a place, you know, to talk about things where we aren't going to be, uh, basically public spectacle. Number one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. go to the hotel. Yeah. Which
0: is what they do. Uh, as yeah. As, uh, Ellie is talking to, I believe it was Rafferty was the guy's name. He was the, he was the innkeeper. Um, the the good doctor goes down to the office, signs into the to the uh reg to the guest book registry. He, let, he says he signed in, left forty dollars there for a room, but he also wanted to sh- wanted to verify that Harry Grimbridge had stayed at that hotel recently, which is his main reason for going down to the office alone.
1: Yeah, they got. They get, a, they get a room together, and he's he's playing it cool, right? He knows he's going to hook up with her. He's like, uh, we should get this room together because we'll tell everybody we're a married couple. And then they go in there to stay the night, and he's just like, so, uh, you want me to sleep in the car?
0: Yeah, should I go get another room? And she's like, well, that would look kind of suspicious if we're a married yeah. couple. Well, do you want me to sleep in the car? it will probably be more comfortable on the floor. Oh, you're not sleeping on the floor horn in the car
1: <laughs> yeah she says something like where do you want to sleep and he's like you know the answer to that and then they just start making out <laughs> <laughs> so like they're making out think about this she's like she's pretty horny for someone who's uh investigating the murder of her father
0: <laughs> along with her
1: yeah that she that she just
0: met in the last 24 hours
1: yeah they just met yep she met him in the bar like the night before, and now they're uh, getting it on in a, in a hotel room as they investigate the murder of her dad. I mean, maybe
0: maybe that's this is how she
1: deals with trauma, but... Uh, that that
0: almost sounds like it's straight out
1: of a Hellraiser flick. <laughs> it does, kind of, yes. Yep. And again, this dude's married with kids, and he... Uh,
0: well, no, it, it's
1: his ex-wife.
0: He does, oh, that's right, it's
1: his it, ex-wife. It, it, they do
0: say that it is his ex-wife, but yes, okay. he still has kids and still sees his ex-wife uh probably more than he wants to for his liking. So
1: <laughs> And then uh they do have some weird things. Like they have a curfew in this town. They Six, have 6 p.m. curfew. With they have video cameras all over the place. Um Chalice is just out kind of doing some investigating. He stumbles into a homeless drunk who's like, I, I ain't got no diseases. Mind if I have a drink of your booze? And the guy lets him have a poll. He gets a... Chalice gets a little information from... A uh, little town gossip from the homeless guy who bitches about uh, the local Silver Shamrock mask factory. Says he wants to burn it down.
0: Yep, they won't hire local guys. They I bring them all in from outside and... The sit outside the town, but yeah. he also says that Connell Cochran, the guy who owns the Silver Shamrock factory, pretty much runs the entire town. Everything. The only reason the town exists is because of that factory, and and what he brings to it. So,
1: yeah, and the uh, the drunk is not pleased with him. Many other people in the town are. They treat him a bit as a uh, folk hero of sorts. But uh, unfortunately, when Doc Chalice and the homeless guy go their separate ways, uh, many, many suited figures show up. They show up to confront homeless guy. Apparently the camera's heard what he was saying. He tries to weasel his way out of it. You say, no, you know, I didn't mean it. I was just talking. Yeah, too bad. They, uh, a couple of guys grab him. One grabs him from behind. Other guys comes up, just rips his head off. Yep. So, not bad. Not a bad scene. Got a interesting, uh, interesting array of deaths so far. We got the nose crushing. Got uh, burned alive in a car. Got ripped head off. Did I miss Decap- any
0: decapitation? Nope. There's only there's only those three so far that I remember.
1: <laughs> they uh, let's see. Next day, they oh they do cut. They do have a, a goofy array of uh, pretty shitty characters that aren't memorable enough to uh, to know their names or anything who are also staying at like the hotel. there's a a family. there's like an RVing family or something. yep it's it's the
0: the Kupfer family. uh Betty Kupfer is actually the is the wife. Buddy Kupfer is the husband. and then little buddy is their son. And then there's also Marge Gutman, who owns a mask shop in San Francisco, which she ha- makes sure to mention to Ellie, uh, just outside the hotel room. There, and uh, as she's as Ellie's walking back to the hotel room, she just lays on the horn and's like, "Oh, I'm Marge Gutman. I have a, <laughs> I have a mask shop in San Francisco. Make sure you come look at you know look at my shop." And Ellie's like, "Oh, I'll make sure to do that."
1: And this is and the then, nice part, too, because she's she's got one of those silver shamrock masks and they all have a big uh, silver shamrock logo on them. That's about the size of a, I don't know, thick half, half dollar. Yeah. Thick half dollar. Uh, hers apparently is like the first one ever to fall off.
0: My it, my four year old was slamming it against the wall, but for some reason it fell, the 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 logo fell off.
1: Yeah, the logo fill up, there's a quite uh, obvious, like, giant uh, microchip thing, like, semiconductor or whatever, in the back of it. <laughs> like a big computer chip-looking thing. Uh, she starts poking at it with uh, tweezers or I don't know what she's got. Uh, all of a sudden, it shoots this Blu-ray into her face, like, melts her mouth off, uh, then bugs start crawling out of it. <laughs> Yep, and and all the while,
0: well, and, and right right before that though too, after after Marge and Ellie have their conversation, Ellie decides she needs to take a shower after uh, getting it on with the good doctor in in the in previous scenes. So she's taking a shower. Um, she gets out of the shower immediately, like dries off a tiny little bit, that immediately wraps herself in a gigantic blanket, and. Uh, <clears throat> That's when Dr. Chalice comes back in. They're uh, kind of renewing their passion on the bed again when they hear uh, Marge scream from the laser beam shooting into her face.
1: (laughs) Yeah, melting her face off. Uh, The bugs come out. They call. The authorities get called or whatever. Uh, Who shows up? The uh, just a Cochran. lot of men, yeah, a lot of men from uh, from the Shamrock Factory and Mister, what is it, Cochrane? Cochrane, Mister Cochrane himself. And uh, this is an odd move in this town, but they say uh, they're going to take her to the Mask Factory, where she will get the best treatment she can possibly get. <laughs> so they like haul her off in a van, and. Uh, Cochran is kind of whispering to the other people, you know, what 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 happened here? Well, uh, Chalice is, is eavesdropping. And they just said, oh, it was a misfire. So he goes and reports that to Ellie, and they're just like, misfire? Uh, whatever could that mean? We're going to have to take a look at this mask factory. Which they go and do the next day.
0: Yep, they're posing as Mr. and Mrs. Smith.
1: Brilliant. Clever names. Right,
0: and they they also meet up with the Cupfer family at at the the Silver Shamrock Mask Factory because uh, Buddy Buddy Cupfer is the uh, the highest selling Silver Shamrock Mask guy there is in the yeah. United States. So he he's there. Uh, they're having. Kind of a kind of a little celebration of Buddy. Uh, Mister Cochran has invited him and his family down there to to kind of celebrate him being the biggest mask seller. And I think this is kind of where yeah they go. This is where they go on a tour where they show them basically uh, show them how the donuts are made. yeah. Oh, they gotta warm the latex, and then they gotta cool the latex, and they gotta mold the latex, and they gotta trim the latex, and they gotta paint the latex, and uh, you kind of get a get a little tour of the factory going there.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, it just doesn't excite me. Like I would, I wouldn't go on a l- really latex-heavy mask tour, but that's just you know me. how bad that would smell. Yeah, that too. It probably harm your lungs
0: (laughs) i mean mean, well i mean if you've ever worn one of those latex masks at all i mean you put it on and it it smells and now imagine having thousands of them with it be you know with them being cooked and formed and painted and you know everything right there that would be a terrible smell
1: oh yeah for sure it's a it's a terrible family vacation for the cupfers i'm sure they're I mean, they play it off like these masks are, are, are as cool as like He-Man or G.I. Joe. So maybe maybe the kids thrilled to be there. But like as a child, I wouldn't want to go to a factory tour. <laughs> no,
0: unless it was Billy Wonka's factory tour.
1: Yeah, that's the only one. Oddly, and that's the one where you probably get killed. But <laughs> maybe that will happen here. It is a uh, a horror movie. They uh while they're touring the plant, there are some weird things. Um, the c- buddy Cupfer wants to uh, like see the room where Cochran says like final processing of the masks happens, which is <laughs> it's weird for him to say that. This is where the final processing happens, and Buddy's like, well, that sounds interesting. Can I see it? And he's like, um, no. And like, <laughs> Buddy's just like, really? I'd like to see your final processing. I'm the biggest mask salesman ever. And the guy's like, ah, no, (laughs) it's it's
0: all it's just quality control.
1: Yeah. Typical villain, like shooting his mouth off. Let's see. Uh, They they keep going through there. Eventually, at the end of like the tour, close to the end of the tour, uh, Ellie, Ellie sees her dad's car like in a garage. Uh, She tries to run over there, but uh, some suited men stop her. Um, at that point they know, okay, this is serious. They go back to their hotel room. They're like, we got to call the cops, but, uh, none of the phones in town will like call the property authorities.
0: Yeah. The phones don't, well, the Cochran controls everything in the town. So he shut all the phones off knowing that they want to yep. call the
1: cops. And now the, uh, the suits come, the suits come that night. Many men in suits. theys like start trying to bust down the hotel room door. Actually, Ellie just gets captured, right? Yeah,
0: Ellie. Ellie gets ca- kidnapped by the suits before. Um, doc, the the good the good doctor is in the hotel room. He's looking for her, and obviously, you get the bad '80s music, you know, to to alert you that something's about to happen. Uh, he goes into his hotel room, sees that that there's a you know the the five guys in the suits out there. Uh, so he immediately closes and locks the door, which they in turn just bust down like it's nothing. But he's already escaped because he's climbed out the bathroom window and mm. he's running back to the factory because he needs to find Ellie. Yeah.
1: He, he, needs, uh, to,
0: he needs to find his woman.
1: Yeah. Uh, he, he does. Uh, he, he he eventually gets captured himself. Yes, he, he gets, he,
0: (laughs) this is probably one of the worst fighting scenes anyway, but he, he, he comes across a guy in a suit and is like, oh no, what is this? And he punches him and he doesn't even blink. And he always, you know, the guy like doesn't even blink. He's like, oh shit. So he punches him again. And he doesn't blink again. And the guy grabs him, throws him over a table. He scatters boxes all over. <laughs> yeah, you know the whole fight scene. Somehow he ends up on top of this guy. Actually, wait, which part was? I think I think the part with the knitting was first.
1: Yeah, I think the old the old lady knitting was
0: was first. Yeah, there's an old lady sitting in a rocking chair knitting. And this is how he this is how he gets caught. This is where he gets into the fight with the guy. It's because he's he's trying to talk to this old lady who's sitting there knitting, and she's not responding. And he goes over and shakes, you know, like shakes her shoulder to get her attention, and her head falls off.
1: <laughs>
0: and and he starts kind of freaking out about that. And that's when he gets sent he gets uh, picked up by the first robot guy, because you find out at the end of the fight after he punches into his stomach that uh and, and pulls out an oil tube and the guy's bleeding oil out of his mouth, that uh this this guy is a robot.
1: Yeah. Apparently many guys are robots and old knitting ladies. Dr. Chalice can kill robots. Yeah, punches right through them.
0: <laughs> like these punches- are Poorly designed robot. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I would say so. If you touch one's shoulder, the head falls off. You can punch another one like two or three times in the chest, and it completely, like, destroys it. (laughs) (laughs) So much for the uh, Shamrock mask slash robot company.
0: So, uh, uh, yeah, after he punches through the first one... And, you know, and, and pulls out the tube where apparently it's got the oil that is almost like it's blood. There, um, there's two more there that get cap that that are, show up there. And rather than try to fight them, he just gives up. He just looks at it, sighs, and shrugs his shoulders and puts his head down and goes with them to go meet up with Mister Cochran. He's yeah. He's done. He's done resisting.
1: Yep done resisting they uh they take him to the factory um just classic almost bond villain right here Cochrane just kind of lays out his whole diabolical plan she's like yeah uh these are all robots uh we also we also brought stonehenge to this factory because it creates magic powers that we put into our masks <laughs> they they did
0: they did mention earlier in the movie too i think it was when uh as as the the kids were there, as the doctor gets to his kid's house and they they were talking about their masks and stuff, they did talk about a Stonehenge disappearing,
1: yeah, they did. and it's it's here. <laughs> it's in uh, Santa Mira, California at a at a mask factory. And smuggled they, into the silver Shamrock mask factory. yeah, and some scientists like have some uh, cables hooked up to it. And they use it to uh, apparently pump magic into masks,
0: <laughs> into the microchips in the masks.
1: Yeah, and again, just like classic Bond villain, they uh, they like tie up uh, Doctor Chalice and they make him watch this TV where the uh, the Cupfer family is hanging out. They've got they get them in a little room with like a couch and they're making them watch the uh, Silver Shamrock commercial. Dad, Cupfer, what is it, Buddy? Yeah, Buddy Cupfer. Yep, buddy. buddy Kupfer's just like, oh, they must be uh wanting me to review new commercials because I'm such a great salesman.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm the best salesman, but they won't let me finalize my orders for next year. I like to work in advance, he says to his wife sitting there. Yeah. Always and, working. And, yeah, the, the TV comes on uh, at, at the direction of Cochran showing the commercials and, and it is showing he's demonstrating for Dr. Chalice, what will happen on Halloween night at a certain time. Uh, they're, they're going to show a certain se- certain sequence on, uh, on all three channels at once that is going to trigger all of the masks to, uh, I guess
1: detonate in a way. <laughs> yeah. It sends a signal to, uh, Little buddy's mask microchip,
0: and uh, yeah, and and this is how he wants to get his revenge. He doesn't want to hurt any adults. He wants to hurt all the children, and that and that's how he's gonna. So he figures he can he can kill a million or more kids by having them just look at the TV screen while wearing their masks because the 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 commercial even says when it starts you know to, to you know okay kids gather around the TV put on your masks and let's do this you know and and it starts to go count count down to i guess halloween which uh is before halloween anyway on this demonstration and uh it Turns on, and the microchip causes Little Buddy's head to uh, essentially melt, and uh, bugs and snakes and the like crawl out of the mask.
1: Yeah. And I guess we can uh, draw the conclusion that they are poisonous snakes? Well, one of them was a rattlesnake. Okay. Let me
0: tell that. That's the one, that's the one that bit Big Buddy when it Was was a rattlesnake.
1: Yeah, there are a couple of snakes they uh, uh bite the parents the parents are dead and uh dr chalice is just sitting there watching this on a screen like uh i don't know in 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 shock in disgust in horror yeah
0: yeah and at this point yeah they decide that okay uh now we're going to tie you to a chair in a room <laughs> with a tv And we're going to put one of our masks on you. So that way, when this timer goes off, that you will, you know, you will be part of the the detonation of society.
1: The mass killing. He he does explain when he talks about Stonehenge a bit. It's like some there is some ancient ceremony where they sacrificed a bunch of people. And I guess he's a weird cultist or something. But again, it also, uh, typical villain fashion. Yeah, they tie him up, put a mask on him to kill him at a certain time, then leave the room al- with him in it all by himself. <laughs> yep. And what do you think happens? Well, he,
0: managed to, he manages to hop over in his chair to the TV, break the TV screen. Now, this is not a flat screen like we have these days. This is one of the old... Uh, Tube TVs, so he breaks the glass screen, picks up a shard of glass, cuts. Oh no! The first thing he did was he took off the mask. He was able. He was able to remove his mask, and toss it right onto the camera perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> in 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 one try.
1: Then like a little break... underhand wrist flip. Yes.
0: Then then break the TV grab a shard of glass, cut the electrical tape that was binding his hands together. And uh, yeah, he goes and escapes to look for Ellie.
1: Yeah. And they have a nice uh, uh, classic sneaking around the factory scene. (laughs) Yes. Which also involves him
0: pausing as he, uh, as he is sneaking around the factory to find the working phone, to call his ex-wife again, (laughs) to alert them to the plan to not let the kids wear those silver shamrock masks on Halloween uh, because there's a plot to... uh, kill everyone that is wearing one of those masks and all you can hear is her bitching on the phone at him about him not being home to take them trick-or-treating he's like listen there's more important things going on you gotta take you gotta get not let them wear those masks You you gotta you know gotta take them off of them don't let them wear them and i think the last thing that you the only thing you can actually like really understand her saying on the phone call is at the end of it with her telling him to go
1: to hell. Yeah, there. <laughs> maybe if they had a better relationship, um, yeah, she would have she, uh, she listened. Might listen. and, she
0: might yeah. try to save their children. Correct. And so, and, and then he actually begins to try to call a second time, you know, to, to try to call back, it seems like, again but then there's noise close to him again. So he thinks that uh, he's being followed. So he hangs up the phone and goes down to find Ellie down in the sub-basement. So with uh, with that, that is where they uh, notice that there is a mask over the camera in the room where Dr. Chalice was. So uh, Cochrane sends his cronies in there to check on him. They uh, say that, oh, he's gone. So they're like, oh, he's going to the sub-basement to pick, to pick up, you know, to, to try and find Ellie. So he sends five uh, goons down to the sub-basement to, to stop Dr. Chalice and Ellie from leaving.
1: And it... Uh, <laughs> there's, there's one of my favorite parts is uh, he, like, sneaks into the Stonehenge room and he just like pushes some buttons on the keyboard and that, that causes Stonehenge to like overload. And then he runs up, <laughs> he runs upstairs to like a catwalk and dumps a bunch of uh, shamrock microchips on the scientists. And then that, I don't know, kills them all or short circuits them all. I don't even know if they're real scientists or robot scientists at that point. That,
0: yeah, that was when he, that was what, yeah, him and Ellie were doing that. That's how they essentially escaped. Cause they, they, he, he unbound her from the hospital bed that she was strapped to. They start to go one way out of the basement, and the, he sees the shadows of the the cronies showing up there. So then they turn and go the other way, which gets them to the Stonehenge room, and yeah, allows him to yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much kill everybody that is in that room with with their own weapons of mass destruction. And so him and Ellie are uh, taking off. They're they're getting the hell out of there because, you know, I mean, this is the, the new girl. He just spent the last week because uh, now it is the morning before Halloween. They've been spending the last week in the hotel together, getting it on, doing the freak thing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so he wants to he wants to keep that up. So. And she drove there, so they took her car there. So he's got to get them out of there. They start driving, and uh, yeah, now it turns out that Ellie wants to kill him. <laughs> she found out he's he was that he's got children, and she wants to kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah, time to end this relationship. Uh, yeah, it turns out she's a robot. She starts uh, choking him out. They uh, he crashes the car. They have like a fight scene. Oh, he grabs his crowbar, uh, just starts beating her to death.
0: (laughs) Yeah, didn't he take her tire? Didn't he take her head off with a tire iron, or was it a crowbar? No, I think it was. It might have been a tire iron.
1: I didn't look carefully.
0: Because it was he. he, Yeah, he crashes the car. He like stumbles out of the car. She gets out of the car, coming after him again to try and choke him. He's, you know, she's lost an arm. She lost an arm in the car crash. It, it, and so there, there's the arm that's hanging off of the passenger door. She's trying to choke him out one-handed. He just wallops her in the head with a tire iron. Her head falls on the floor, you know, on the ground. You can see now that that her organs have been replaced with gears and sprockets and, uh, you know, cogs, and she's she's become a mechanical. And uh, he's relieved. Now that that's over, because the 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 face of it appears to uh, you know, have now perished. It has stopped moving and everything. And uh, he gets in the car. It's gonna take off again. The, the severed arm decides it's gonna try and choke him more, jumps off of the <laughs> the the passenger. he reaches he reaches over to close the passenger door. And the arm starts grabbing, trying to choke him. He gets out of the the car again. Uh, I think he just throws the you know throws the arm away. And now suddenly the body, the headless body, is now back trying to choke him as well. Uh, he manages to uh, push that to the ground, get away from that, get the hell out of there. He makes it to the gas station where 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 this whole thing started anyway. And is talking to the guy who owns the gas station. There, gets in, uses the payphone. And he starts calling to tell the the TV stations that they need to pull the the commercials because otherwise a lot of people are going to die. And uh, he he turns to the first channel, and they just as soon as the commercial starts, they turn it off for technical difficulties. Second channel does, third channel. He keeps, you know, pleading with them to to shut it off, and uh, they do not shut the commercial off in time. And all you see is just the the anguished look on his face as he hears the final little thing about the about their Halloween giveaway and how uh, it's now it is now time. It is 9 p.m. on Halloween night, and and. Uh, the Silver Shamrock Mask company has something special for you and then that's when they roll credits. <laughs> yeah, he failed to stop it in time. Yep. he uh... got 2 of the 3 to stop the commercial but didn't get the third one.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know what to think of this one. I'm glad you warned me that they were going a completely different direction. Otherwise it would have been like what the what the hell is this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, for for what it was, it was it wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, I get I get their what their original t- intention was. You know, they're like we're gonna you know every Halloween we'll make a Halloween themed horror movie. So they you know they went with Mike Myers. They got to take it in a different direction. They kind of like to play off of uh, you know uh, fears that we already have in society. You know, there's already things like. Uh, Folklore tales that about kids dying on Halloween. So, like, this will play right of that. Masks that <laughs> that kill your children. Yep. Make bugs come out of their mouth.
0: And gigantic uh,
1: rattlesnakes. Yeah, rattlesnakes and bugs uh, due to uh, microchips in their masks. Um, I don't know. That adds ups and downs. It was uh, it was one of those that was uh, kind of bad but in an entertaining way i thought
0: it it did get a little slow yeah uh again um you know but i mean and it's just about it you know when it's not a slat, you know this was not necessarily well again this i wouldn't put this anywhere near the slasher category
1: right for sure
0: so without that i mean you know there there's not a tol- whole lot of opportunity for bodies to stack up with that and you know i i, I enjoyed it for what it was uh, will i probably will i watch it again probably not
1: <laughs> yeah same here uh, and it it had one of the like like i mentioned before the annoying kind of movie tropes you know one the Every time the robots get their hands on somebody, they just crush their skulls or whatever. But, you know, main character, of course, they throw him across the room a couple of times so he can survive and punch his way out of it. You know, then when the villain catches him, he he uh, verbalizes his entire plans for world domination then leaves our hero tied up alone in a room. But yeah, it was it was, you know, it's that kind of so bad. It's good. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it from that aspect. Oh ab- absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if this was not tied to the Halloween franchise where everybody thinks of Michael Myers, I think it would have, you know, it it probably uh I don't know. I guess it would it would be difficult I think for this movie to stand up on its own without the Halloween franchise name behind it.
1: Yeah, I would agree. It would be one of those, uh, you know, thousands of uh, mediocre horror films that just get lost in obscurity.
0: It would be direct to Tubi.
1: Correct. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It'd be a full moon feature or something. Yeah.
0: So, I guess, yeah, that'll... uh, Well, I guess we're going to continue on with the Halloween franchise, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um so Halloween four is the next one, I believe, is the curse of Michael Myers. What do you think this ranked on uh Rotten Tomatoes? Uh
1: the one we just watched. Yep. I mean, not great, not terrible. I'd go I'll go with like uh forty two percent. Critics score of 50%. Audience score of 28%. Interesting. It was a 5.1 on IMDb.
0: Okay, so yeah, right around the 50% mark.
1: Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, let me look up Halloween for real quick. Here's the description on IMDb. Ten years after his original massacre, the the invalid Michael Myers awakens on Halloween Eve and returns to Haddonfield to kill his seven-year-old niece. Can Dr. Loomis stop him?
0: Okay, yep.
1: So, yeah, already, have- already spoilers there. We see Loomis is back and uh, Laurie is not.
0: All right, yeah. The apparently, there's the description from IMDB, or from uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the apparently comatose Michael Myers is being transferred from one hospital to another, but he wakes up when the ambulance crew talk about his surviving niece, Jamie. After slaughtering his attendants, Myers sets out to find his one living relative who is fortunate being cared for by a kind and resourceful foster sister named Rachel. Meanwhile, the ever-cautious Dr. Loomis
1: remains on the killer's path. (laughs) <laughs> well no Jamie Lee Curtis I assume he'll uh, stab a bunch of people
0: yep no Jamie Lee Curtis I, I I can guarantee you that he does stab a bunch of people because doesn't doesn't the Halloween franchise have the highest amount of uh, highest amount of bo- dead bodies
1: I already forgot
0: I googled well, it one time I know, yeah, I know we looked it up. I thought it was Halloween that had enough, but but yeah, that looks good to me to keep going with that. So okay, yeah, the return of Michael Myers. Uh, number five is the Revenge of Michael Myers. Ooh boy,
1: <laughs> this has uh I was trying to see if I recognized anybody. I don't really, except for Carmen Philpie, who is, uh, I never would have known his name. He's never a main character, but he's like a crazy old guy in a lot of movies. All right. He's in, uh, oh, look, I, yeah, so I, you would never remember seeing him, but he's in, uh, Wayne's world.
0: <laughs> as old
1: man Withers, he's in the Wedding Singer. As old man in bar,
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah,
1: I, I know I know exactly who you're talking about at that point. Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, he's he's got that look to him. I'm sure he he milked that look for as many acting roles he could, could get. Yeah,
0: there's no picture of him on Rotten Tomatoes, but once you described uh, him from. From the wedding singer, yeah, definitely know who he
1: is. (laughs) I love reading his credits. He was in Married to Children as Old Codger number one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, anything else? Any final thoughts on uh, Halloween three?
0: I think we can wrap that up.
1: Any uh oh you have you, you guys had some fun uh Magic the Gathering. How'd that day go? Uh we did. Uh I we
0: played four games. I don't remember exactly how the records went. Um I know there was one it was uh Charles and I against Brian and Russ. I know there was one game that they absolutely destroyed us, but I know that there was also then there were some there were several close games in there as well. Um, I I don't remember exactly, but I think it might have been two to two. Um, Okay, nice balance. Yeah, it was. It was some pretty good balance. It might it might have been three to one in the favor of Chuck and I, but uh, I don't. I honestly didn't really keep that close a track to it. <laughs> uh, and then we went to the source, and they were not open yet because they didn't open till noon. And we went there at like eleven, and so we went and got Arby's and had Arby's. And then we went back to Brian's and played some more cards. And then we went back to the source, and that's when, at that point, and that's when I uh, decided to head home. That was, I guess, right around four o'clock. Sure. So I mean, from nine nine to four, uh, you know. So I mean, we we got some we got some good, pretty good magic time in, long enough to get four games of Team Commander in.
1: Yeah, that's a solid day of
0: magic so most yeah most times we get two or three games in by the time people start leaving and i got there at a little bit after nine and i was the last one there okay so i was told to make it closer to nine o'clock and i got there at like nine ten and i was the last one there so
1: (laughs) i have uh let's see i did i went down to minneapolis just last night last night recording time, Um, not airing time, but went down to do an open mic with a couple of other comedians from here in Duluth. It was a, uh, I don't know. I'm just too old, man. It's too old. I'm too old to drive down to Minneapolis, try to do two open mics in one night, drive back, get home at like (laughs) 1am. It's a long night for me. Uh, Yeah, that would be a long night for just about everybody. And we only got to do one open mic, so it was, I don't know, we were trying to make a nice adventure out of the deal. Didn't quite work out. Yeah,
0: that that gets to be a long, I mean, yeah, just go and try and do two open mics in a night. That would be rough, and then a two-hour drive home after that. Yeah, that, that's thats
1: really rough. Yeah, I get to bed about one thirty, so... I'm a bit groggy, but I can't I can never sleep in. As soon as the sun comes up, I'm up. So, that's one of my weaknesses in life. <laughs>
0: I'm like that in the summer, but in the winter I'm up before the sun comes up for work, so like now, you know, like this morning I was working before the sun came up. So, it's just like I I I get I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, now I'm already awake by the time the sun comes up. Sure. But during during the summer, and that's part of the reason why I actually work the hours that I do, is because, yeah, I got to the point where I don't, um, I wouldn't sleep in, you know, because my, my work hours were initially like 8 to 4.30, and then I kept waking up at like 5.30 And they won't let us start working until 6.30. So then I was just like, well, I'll change my hours to 7 to 3.30. And then it just kept getting earlier and earlier. So I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to start work at 6.30 when I can and be done at 3. Sure.
1: (laughs) You got anything else going on?
0: Nothing. Uh, Yeah, I really don't have anything going on this week. It's. I don't know, two weeks out for, I guess, uh, I'm I'm essentially two weeks out from vacation. I got this full week and then two more full weeks. Then I have a week's vacation coming up, which is a whole lot of nothing planned. Um, yeah, there's just not, I've been trying to get people to give us lists of things to do, but we did really didn't give each other anything either so (laughs) segment is kind of bombed already hmm
1: yeah again
0: again it's gotta be something that you know i just gotta build effort into and actually take time because i almost forgot to post last week's episode on time so because of our great technical difficulties i didn't (laughs) <laughs> and didn't post it right away, and
1: yeah, glad it was better today,
0: much much better. But uh, I don't, yeah, I guess I don't really have anything more beyond that. i can cut it for just about at an hour, so sure, can yeah. cut it off right there if you want. So sounds good sounds to me. like that's that's the plan that we're gonna do. So we will be back next week. With Halloween Part 4, The Return of Michael Myers. This is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and the Geese podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.